RPC Sermons Podcast. Today's episode is a special episode from our Facebook Live series entitled Closing the Distance. These are unscripted conversations with the pastors of RPC and various special guests reflecting on topics from our ongoing sermon series. If you're interested in learning more about this community of faith, visit roswellprez.org. There you go. Now we cut, click the got it, and then you're off. Hey, good morning. My name is Scott Weimer. I'm the Associate Interim Pastor for Congregational Care at Roswell Presbyterian Church. And it's my joy today to enter into this Closing the Distance with our preacher from yesterday, the Associate Pastor for Mission, Dan Christ. And it's good to see you this morning, Dan. It's good to see you, too. And I think we ought to start with first things first, like your team, the Philadelphia Eagles is going to the Super Bowl. So congratulations. And your team team is also going to the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. We're trying to keep it amicable here in the office, but it's going to be tough in two weeks. Yeah, it could be tough. So we asked the congregation (laughs) to be a prayer for us. Uh, (laughs) We're looking forward to it. Uh, Dan, I, I really loved your sermon yesterday. And you know, I know beforehand, you, you, people don't understand these things uh, from our perspective as preachers, but I know you weren't feeling well, and, um, and, and yet you, you preach in all the services, and you, you did such a masterful job, and I loved your sermon on, uh, you know, we're in the beginning series, and you were preaching on, on the, uh, the flood and on Noah, and I got insights from your sermon that you know I hadn't really thought about ever before and I hadn't paid enough attention to some of the details and I wondered as you preached that sermon yesterday had you been have you always had a the the depth of theological understanding around what you shared with us about the flood and 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 the rescue of Noah and how that set the covenant in motion that God would never again destroy the earth and uh, ultimately leads to our redemption and to everlasting life. Had you thought that deeply about that passage? You know, I think for those of us who have to do this on a fairly regular basis, maybe for me, because I don't do it as often as Jeff does, I find myself pretty deeply immersed in thinking and processing uh, more than than would be normal for me. So I learned, basically, I share from my own learning, like, oh, my goodness, you know, this, particularly when you're doing beginnings, it's one of those stories that you think, oh, it's Noah and the Ark. I know that, you know, so like some of Jesus parables, you know, or the parable of the prodigal son, you're like, oh, I know that backwards and forwards. But when you, again, do a, a deeper dive, you kind of gain insight and understanding and see connections that you haven't seen before. So I, potentially, I mean, I, I don't know, but potentially you found 
I found it engaging because I was engaged and I was like, you know, I was learning things and thinking like, I just figured this out and here I'm sharing this with you. And I think that's kind of how it came across. So I, you know, I, I hadn't, I had some of those insights. Yeah, for sure. But there's a lot that was new and particularly at the end when we did that, that Lectio on Monday and connected it with, with Paul's conversion or Saul's conversion. I thought, I mean, that just blew me away. That was something totally new to me. So, yeah. Well, uh, and it was, you know, it was really profound for me. Your insights were profound. And I was with you on Monday when the, at the staff retreat when we began the day with that exercise in Lectio Divina. And for someone who might not have heard your sermon yesterday, could you just summarize like you did yesterday so briefly, but but clearly what Lectio Divina is and and yeah, sure. what, what, what we were doing and why we were doing it and and how it spoke to you? Yeah. So again, if if you didn't hear yesterday, basically the story yesterday was about the flood and tried to kind of, you know, ask the question, answer two questions. One, why was this story, this account included in scripture of all the things that could have been included, you know, in the history of humanity? Why was this included? And what was the, the message that was being conveyed? And I came to the conclusion that, you know, it's included because it sets the foundation for interpreting scripture because it is, you know, it's not the, the smiling animals and the, and the cute little Noah scene that we have on our Sunday school classroom walls, or maybe have been in our nurseries and all that kind of stuff. It's a pretty dark and difficult tale and it communicates God's frustration with, and even regret and making humans. But ultimately I think demonstrates uh God's continued grace and mercy, like demonstrates the heart of God and the lengths that God will go. So I've been thinking about this and, and that was kind of my conclusion. And then on Monday, you had this staff exercise and we did Lectio Divina, which is a, a, a Latin word, Latin term. It's, it's a meditative exercise where you concentrate on a specific scripture. And this, you know, all of us, all the staff, we're together on Monday, and the specific scripture that was chosen for us was the conversion of Saul in Acts chapter 9. And, you know, those stories seem so disparate, so disconnected. You know, you have the flood story at the very beginning of scripture, you know, and we're in Genesis chapter 6, you know, creation, fall, flood, so early. And then really, you know, in, in Acts chapter 9, we're, we're kind of towards the end of of scripture. You know, we have letters and that kind of stuff, but in terms of the historical kind of narratives, Acts is it. That's where it kind of concludes. And what connection could they have? And so we're sitting there, Scott and I, and, and every, all the other staff, and we're doing this deep reading on this account with, with Saul and his conversion. And, and we're looking at the art and we're kind of considering, you know, what could God be saying through this? And as, as I said yesterday, possibly because I was so immersed in thinking about the flood account that I saw a connection between these two. And it actually connected for me every other story where God kind of intervenes or Jesus is there and in scripture, as well as in my own life. And so what I, I came to understand was that God's intervention is, you know, is powerful in a whole lot of ways. And, and the terms I, I discovered was that it disrupts what, what we were in the midst of. It often brings chaos. It results and transformation of some sort for those involved and often, you know, in a ripple kind of effect for a lot of other situations, but that God's purpose in all that is always redemptive. And again, I, 
on Monday, I, I think, was I sitting next to you? I can't remember. I said, this exercise just absolutely changed, transformed how I'll be communicating on Sunday. And it was, it was, I, I mean, for me, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Well, I love the way that, you know, that part of what I got out of that part of your sermon was the, the, how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Yeah. And we don't know when the Spirit's going to speak to us. And we certainly didn't have an idea. I didn't that the Spirit would speak to me on a Monday morning at nine o'clock on a staff yes. retreat and an opening exercise. And it, I had a similar experience that you did in terms of the, the transformational insight that I got from that same passage in, in totally different, uh, a different insight. Uh, right. Because, because of who I am, you know. Yeah. And uh and so, but I love that because you did bring this kind of fresh immediacy to the text that is so engaging with the congregation. And I could see the congregation just hanging with you in it. And uh, I really love that part of it. And you, you, you have a freedom from notes and you, you know, really engaging the people. And I think that's such a, an effective way of communicating. Not everybody can do that. And you, you have that gift. And, it, uh, and so that's part of what makes a sermon really effective when you preach so good good, good for you and Thanks. and you know scott this reminds me you know the fact that you and i were both at that at that staff retreat on monday and reading the exact same scripture and come with different kind of conclusion that the spirit speaks to us in different ways and the same with you know the the story of Noah and the flood, which all of us are vaguely familiar with. Even if you know we're new to church, we kind of have an idea of of Noah and the flood. And so, Scripture says of itself, you know, the Word of God is alive and active. You know, it, it continues Amen. to kind of it it reaches us and to the depths of our bone and our marrow. You know, that kind of stuff. It's it's it it's not a text. I've read lots of books. You know, I've read you know Lord of the Rings. You know, a couple of times, but it's the same text every time. But scripture is is just not like that. And you can read a text for decades and then come back to it and have new insights because of your situation and your perspective and what's happening in your life. And that's just so powerful. And I think both of us experienced that this week, both with, you know, the flood account and, and the account of Saul's conversion. It's just that's that's why we keep going back to scripture. Yeah. And I I really appreciate what you just said. And it, I've become the last part of my ministry. I began to be much more aware that, you know, we, we do our very best as staff to plan a worship service and to unfold in a certain way. And we're very careful in our preparation of scripture and, and its presentation. And it, and we have our perspective on it, but the Holy spirit can speak to yes. people in the congregation in a way that is so different than what we were actually saying uh, and we're reflecting on that passage, but in real time, the Holy Spirit sometimes speaks to us through that text in a way that we could never script as, as pastors. And I don't know if you've had the experience, but I, it, because I, most of my career, my ministry, I've preached every Sunday, uh, most every Sunday, but people often say afterwards, I really, they might say, I really appreciated your sermon. And sometimes I'll say, what did you appreciate? Because I'd yeah. really like to know what they heard. And they'll say, when you said this and that, and I never said that, like, I didn't uh, say it, but the spirit said it to them. It might as well have been something that I said yeah. as far as they were concerned. And they remember that sermon 
and me preaching it, but it was the Holy Spirit that gave them the insight that they had. And I think it's so important for our congregation to remember that when we come to worship, that we come not passively, that, that, you know, I'm just going to receive something mostly in my head today. And, but if we come with this heart of expectation that I'm really expecting God to show up today, I, I, I need a word and it, we're a conduit as a preacher and what we do and what we say and how we do it is important. But what's even more important is what you said, that scripture is alive and it can yeah. penetrate to the to marrow of our bones. One of the things you said in your sermon yesterday that so spoke to me in it. I know this, like I know these things, right? Uh, I think I know them, but I need right. to hear them again. But the extent of the fall in, in the humanity's predisposition now to, we turn away from God. Like we we're not we don't receive God's favor because we are such good people. And, and we, and we, sometimes we know that in our head, but in our gut, we really feel like we're pretty good people. And that's why we have God's favor. And, you know, I've always thought of that story of, of the flood that Noah was chosen because he was such a good man. Yeah. And, and when you said it wasn't that, like he wasn't that good of a man, but he had the favor of God. And, and so that just struck me in such a powerful way that it's the whole message of scripture and you put it in such a beautiful way is that it's all grace. It's yeah. all God's grace. We deserve to be wiped off the face yeah. of the earth as humanity. I mean, look at the world around us and yeah. God is still, hadn't, the sun hasn't returned yet. And, yeah. and so we live and, and we do the best we can. We trust in God. We, but something else I thought about, you know, when you were preaching, Dan, is that uh, that grace that we receive and with God's favor, that if we extended that as we should, recognizing how God has been so gracious to us, why do we hang on to the hurts and the, you know, the wrongs that have been done to us and, and, yeah. and, and that grows into bitterness in our own hearts? And we have good reason to hang on to those things. But it struck me yesterday, maybe this is where the spirit was speaking to me individually. Let go. Like, let those things go. I mean, and, you know, in some ways, even since yesterday, I've been letting some things go. And so thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, again, it was, it was powerful to me. We, again, when we think about the story of Noah, we, we kind of conflate all, all sorts of things. And in doing some reading, I recognized there was there was a distinction between Noah being chosen and then the scriptures actually calling him righteous and what righteousness actually meant. It had nothing to do with moral character, which we realize when we read at the end, after the flood, after God's done this elimination of all people, that God states very clearly, there's nothing but wickedness. The, the bent of the heart of humanity is, is evil from birth. That's what it says. You're like, well, why Noah? And then you then you begin to understand. Oh, the the only reason is because, for whatever reason, which I mentioned yesterday, was kind of some divine mystery. God's mind is changed from the the decision to wipe it all out. I'm sorry we did this. To we're going to save humanity. We're going to save creation. And there's no reason for it other than the, God's divine inclination towards grace and mercy. And so, 
the the fact that we are alive here and you know we can like you said we look around we see there's so much brokenness and so much hurt and we as humanity are in the middle of that and god has taken all that all that brokenness by choice the brokenness that that we cause and deserve upon himself upon god's self and so that why would we then as the creation hang on to our own little pockets of bitterness and anger because there's there's no reason i mean i'm I, there are lots of good reasons but when we have demonstrated for us the greatest reason and and the grace and mercy that we recognize in that context and yeah all it does is harbor bitterness for us and it leads to nowhere good uh, as you're speaking uh, the spirits reminded me of romans 5 where the Apostle Paul writes that those who have been made righteous, with a similar idea, were made righteous through the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. Uh, he's borne our sins and set us free. And because of that, we have a peace. And, and because we have that peace, that we are right with God, not in and of ourselves, because of what God has done for us in Christ, that demonstration of love, then, this, then Paul says, and I have to just like pause when I when I read this, but it's we can even rejoice in our sufferings. We rejoice in our sufferings when we were going to have them. We do have right. them. We can't avoid them. And sufferings produce endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And that hope does not disappoint. And yeah. anytime hope is used in the New Testament, it means it's not wishful thinking. It's that right. which will be. It, it, this will be yeah. and and so uh i just was making that connection as you were speaking yeah it's amazing oh. isn't it i mean how interconnected scripture is and all these different styles of writing and over generations being written and yet it's it's one single thread through it all yeah, so powerful absolutely and yeah. you know i uh I, I didn't realize how busy a week you had last week and it was it was a lot <laughs> until we were until we were talking about it in staff today i didn't realize that you had that full day on saturday and all kinds of uh important busyness during the week um when you're when you're as busy you have a, as busy a week as you did and even uh when most people are resting on the weekend and there were a lot of volunteers with you on saturday you're working I mean, yeah. th there's no way that's not work for you because you're you're constantly in ministry with people. Yeah. And how how did you find your how, how do you how do you find the the ability to be find restoration on a on a Saturday night and on a Sunday morning and you're not feeling that great probably because you've been pushing yourself so hard. How how does that happen? Well. I <laughs> If you ask Lindsay, she might give you a different answer, particularly in regard to me. I mean, there are, I, I do have to be very wary of work kind of life balance. And sometimes that gets out of whack. And I recognize that sometimes there are just seasons for that. And it's just, <clears throat> pardon me, this is one of those specific seasons that I knew was just going to be really busy. And that, that's okay, as long as, again, it kind of balances out in time. And, I, you know, Jeff... Jeff initially was scheduled to preach yesterday, 
but he was adamant. He really wanted to preach last week. And he said, let's swap. And I told him, I said, this is going to be, you know, this is what I have on this week. And he's like, oh, you can handle it. It's like, okay, it's fine. But again, I, I think in the in the midst of all that it, it, it allowed me knowing that was coming to spend more time because i don't have to preach every week spend more time digging deeper into this scripture and allowed me to contemplate it and kind of mull it over over a longer period of time leading to some insights that i don't think you know i would have had otherwise and so it's all Thanks good i will get some rest and and it's it's fine i do i have a wife who who's takes care of me pretty well, looks after me and makes sure, okay, it's time. Well, I so. appreciate you sharing that. That's very personal. And so thank you for that. And again, uh, just very well done. I So if people weren't in church yesterday and if they weren't seated where we were up front, where we can watch, we can see the congregation. Right. Uh, there are a lot of children that were kind of giving the elbow to their parents <laughs> at a point in your It happened service. in several, several yeah. services. Apparently, and, I, yeah. can you explain why that was? If somebody wasn't there, or they couldn't see what we saw. Yeah. So, basically, again, when you're reading this this story of of the flood account, it begins with God's frustration uh, with humanity and the decision to kind of uh, just wipe them out. And so, I basically said, you know, I showed up my favorite picture sitting right here. This is the picture that sits on my desk of my four children which by the way scott has one of his three sisters holding him up that you should ask him to 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 look at sometime it's it's fantastic but anyway and just saying that's that's i recognize that as a moment in time it's a beautiful picture and i'm very grateful and thankful to have those children call me dad but then i was you know fairly uh, honest with the, yeah but the journey from birth to this mostly adult children kind of there was fairly tumultuous because it's kids and it's just life and and so I talked about you know them arguing and fighting you know about what seat they get to sit in in the in the car on the on you know driving to way the church and you know the the mess and all this kind of stuff so I was talking a little bit giving a snapshot of life in my family and saying maybe we were different we have no idea inside our four walls but then seeing the elbows from the kids and the the kids looking up at their parents like are, are we like this do you, you know are there times you get to the end of the day mom or dad when you're like what were we thinking and i, I think that's rings true for all of us and so that's the yeah, other apparently again you saw it at the 815 service uh one of our staff members you know said while you were saying that my boys are sitting in the pew kind of elbowing each other and I was trying to separate them I said well that's that's just it you know that's that's what I was saying and so again connecting that with you know Cindy and I were kind of like what were we thinking and and it surprises most people raised in the church that within six chapters of Genesis it seems like as if God is saying the same thing you know what were we thinking which well, again would raise that deep theological question for me, which hopefully people have contemplated over the last 24 hours, because I just left it to them and said, Well, that's over for you. I, we don't have time for that in the sermon. But I actually yeah. love that comment too, because you raised some questions. And I think people think that those questions, because you would think those questions if right. you were in a congregation and somebody was preaching on this. So you raise the question, you say, and you, it was so effective to me, like, don't really have time to go all right. deep, deep dive into this, but, uh, but there's so much there and yeah. there may be another time, but I, and the yeah. use of humor with your family, obviously 
you know, on occasion, we who are preaching use hyperbole, maybe. And right. so, you, you know, you make a, a generalized point in order, you generalize to make the point. And, right. and the sub message of that was, you know what, when you have small kids, it's going to be really hard and it's not going to be that much fun. There's a lot of suffering until you get, till they leave. And then it's great. And right. so that's not what you meant, I don't think. But that's, you know, you, it made your point, but that's why right. kids were doing what they did. Yes. Yeah. So uh, thanks for that. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got my picture, actually. I don't know how to get it up there. How do I do that? Oh, you can just show it there, oh. right there. There it is. There. No, that's a beautiful picture. That's Scott's three sisters. I have sisters. three sisters, and I'm the only guy. And uh, we just have for three. comparison, there, there's there's my kids, and they, so it's a, it's kind of similar. Yeah, it's kind very of good. And that's my favorite picture too. That's great. Well, uh, what's going on next week, Dan? We're going to continue with beginning. We are. So Scott has chosen this sermon series, beginnings, where we're kind of looking at the first several chapters of Genesis and just, you know, what is the foundation of our scripture? And so you and I had to do a quick search like Scott, I mean, Scott, Jeff is preaching on Sunday. And actually, we go from the flood where God decides to eliminate humanity, but but demonstrates grace and mercy by saving Noah and his family to carry on to the the tower of babel and the story of of babel which again demonstrates well it didn't take very long for people to get to mess up again you know we're back in that same same place and so jeff has gone i again we don't know jeff's mind so we don't know where he's going to go but he always brings some kind of insight and uh usually connects it somehow to to rap music in, in ways that none of us ever thought of so we'll we, well, we look forward to how, how that happens <laughs> yeah absolutely and I want to say to those who may be listening but didn't hear the sermon yesterday, I really hope you take the time and go online and listen to it because it'll be very, it's very worth your while to spend that time and, and to ask the spirit what the spirit would say to you through, yeah. through Dan's uh, really wonderful and powerful message. I think that's a that's a, a blessing that we have in in our you know now streaming things. If you miss the service and you feel like I don't have an hour to to watch uh, people singing hymns, that they actually parcel out that just the sermon. If you just kind of want to get the content mm -hmm. and just like so, all of Jeff's are kind of on there as standalone messages you can listen to while you're driving in the car or you know cutting the grass or doing what you're doing. Just you know as a yeah, as a podcast and it's fantastic as as these discussions i find these discussions super valuable and, and interesting and i listen to them regularly well thanks for that dan and uh in just a moment i want to close this in prayer if i might yeah absolutely and, but before that i, I just want to clear a couple of things up or one thing really that sometimes people get us mixed up and i'm kind of in disguise <laughs> right now so i want to get down to the basics i wonder why i had the hat on <laughs> you know what they might get us kind of mixed up but I, I consider that a compliment, and I, I'm sure that you don't. And so, oh, no, I absolutely but do. If I can be your older brother, then that's just great. I, <laughs> I, we have a lot of similarities, actually, and I like you very much. Uh, may I close with prayer? Absolutely. Loving God, we give you thanks for your grace and your mercy toward us in Jesus Christ. And I just thank you for Dan's sermon yesterday and and how wonderful and powerful and insightful it was and as well as humorous and engaging and we, we just give you thanks uh, for the way that, that you give us gifts that we share and you're at work in and through them i pray that you bless dan help him get 
the rest he needs this week and uh, be with Jeff as he's preparing for the sermon this coming Sunday. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Scott. I appreciate your time. It was great. I it's enjoyed it, fun. brother. Yeah. Your older brother. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.